0: Welcome to the podcast. Join Nate and Mike, lifelong friends, as they discuss stocks and investing. The name says it all. This This is is Two Buds Buds Talk Stocks. Stocks. All opinions expressed by Nate and Mike are their own. Please do not buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear.
1: All
0: right, Mike, what's going
1: on? Hey, man. How's it going? doing well. There was a new ETF that came out last week called Buzz. Have you heard about this one?
0: No, well, you mentioned that we talked a little before but no. Give me the give me the rundown so
1: on this. Essentially, it used to be back in like the 80s, you had something that was called foot traffic where you could actually track the foot traffic going into the mall and see where people were shopping. Were they going into Kmart? Were they purchasing, were they JC Penney, whatever? And you could actually kind of use that to gauge what people were buying. So this is a ETF that tracks 75 stocks that are getting the most social media hype and puts them into one ETF that, and the big thing, the difference between an ETF and a mutual fund is an ETF you can actually, it's during the day um, where a mutual fund actually um, can only be changed at the end of a business. But either way this ETF changes once a month it's got 75 stocks on it And essentially is basing it on what the social media hype is for that month so
0: i've so got it rotates the seven, so you're saying so the, the holdings can rotate from from month to month it's rebalanced each month it's this is interesting okay but always going to be 75 holdings
1: now i don't know if it's 65 60, 50 60 you know it could change all the time but I'm going to tell you, because usually most ETFs, like you have MJ, which you bring up the MJ, which is the Mary J, the wheat, the marijuana one. You've got three marijuana ones, maybe Miracle Grows in there and you got like some other. So it's all kind of the same type of, of stuff or uh, the same type of a, of a platform you're dealing with. What we have here though, with these 75 I'm going to go through these. They're all over the place. All right. And you just kind of stop me if maybe we want to talk about some of some of these. We've got Boeing, Aerospace, I actually like United better, which I finally, United broke $60 a share. I bought it at 60 the first time and then I bought it again at 25. Uh, We've got Apple, Disney, which we talk about all the time, Amazon, which I'm even bored of talking about, AMD. Remember when AMD was at like, uh, was always hovering like around like $9 a share, like back in 09.
0: Yeah, and then all of a sudden, I mean, I want to say, I don't know what the catalyst is, what the change, because I've never followed it too much, but is it just with the rise of um, gaming and graphics cards, as well as things like cryptocurrency and, and uh, mining? This was one of the big catalysts for uh, for NVIDIA, was uh, high-speed GPUs for...
1: It used for- to just be that, like, what they were going to put in the phone. That was it. Now, with AMD, it's like all that stuff you just mentioned. I mean, it's crazy. Do you like AMD better or NVIDIA?
0: I still like NVIDIA. Um, yeah. The reason being is just because I think NVIDIA fits into two more categories, right? If you want to just do broad semiconductor chips as a whole, um, that's one thing. But when you look at all the different um, niches within it, everything from artificial intelligence to uh, to the chips that are going to go into cars, that are going to monitor the cameras in them, that are going to monitor. Um, the computer systems and cards to graphics cards for gaming systems for cryptocurrency anything in between so that's i guess why i just like nvidia better but
1: personal so preference so far we have aerospace and um semiconductors and then we've got virgin draft kings another quick thing at draft kings i know we talk about all the time how more people are doing it more and more this is the first year that i've never done a ncaa bracket because of instead of spending fifty dollars on rank on brackets that will never do anything i rather just take fifty dollars and put in draft kings and bet on the games individually
0: yeah so is it start next uh next thursday then is is that started
1: on last friday oh
0: all right i was gonna say
1: i feel like there would have been a bet to make
0: on the uh the old 512 matchup right yeah it's usually the one for the upset are the odds is there a good odds if you pick the 12 or is it still pretty much even money
1: they even had it where you could plus 400 was pick any 12 seed to beat a five so any 12 seed to beat a five would hit did it happen oh yeah
0: for that's sure. a really i mean there's money be made in sports gambling right just not every bet but
1: I'm still a guy that like gets all freaked out when I like have a two-dollar bet on the line. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go crazy. $350. <laughs> $3.50. All right. We got um, NVIDIA. So NVIDIA and AMD are in there. Well, now we've got the socials, Twitter, Facebook. GE is kind of an interesting one in there. I don't know if it's because I, I don't know why GE would be. I mean, that's the, the grandfather stock of all time. Why wonder why GE is in the heavily Googled social media stocks
0: Well my guess is and um, we'll circle back to the first one that you said Boeing right um, My dad's a uh, is a big fan of, uh, of GE He's uh, he's like quadrupled down on it just uh, kept buying but as they keep trying to turn that ship and uh, sell off and spin off the unprofitable units, the one that um, I think is actually one of their most profitable, Uh, businesses is still the engines for uh, for airplanes. There's only a couple players in that space that make the uh, engines for for airplanes. I think um, the other big one is Rolls Royce. So uh, I'll put it to you this way. If you had your choice, if you just wanted to go a straight um, uh, aerospace or just we'll we'll call it air travel play. And you could do it with uh, Boeing, who makes the uh, the planes. Or we can say who GE who makes the uh, the engines that are going to go in the Boeing planes. Do you have a preference that way?
1: I would say definitely Boeing. I think GE is just. I'm sorry, it's on lost legs. And these old timer, you know, I think Boeing's got a better, a safer dividend. Um, I think it's but. And I've look. I bought GE three times, and I still own GE. And what was the old saying with GE? You could never. Uh, you know, back in the 80s, you could never get fired for, you know, p- putting GE, putting your clients in GE if you were a stockbroker. No no I fund manager ever Boeing.
0: got fired for that.
1: Yeah. I, but I will say this
0: about Boeing, though.
1: They just did the reverse oh. split, too. GE just did a, what, 9 1 reverse split?
0: Did they really? That's never, yeah. the reverse split is never a good sign when you have to prop up your stock price because it's going to be listed or dropped from certain funds. But well, I will it's say this kind of about
1: six percent. That's why, to me, I don't see Boeing doing the nine-one reverse split.
0: No, but I will say Boeing. Uh, one of the things that we've kind of talked about a little bit is uh, the idea of uh, social capitalism too, and putting your your money in things you believe in. Lately, Boeing, for me, ever since they had the uh, the issues with what was it, the seven forty-seven Dreamliner um, crashing, and then there was wasn't there two two flights recently where the engines fell out and there were. They were Boeing airplanes. I don't know what's going on with their management team there, but I will say it seems as though they've gotten complacent with basically just being a uh, duopoly. It It was either Boeing or Airbus. And Airbus is something like a 10 year backlog on airplanes right now. So I think those major airlines, even if they wanted to just do all their business with Airbus, it's not possible, right? You need planes or whatever, there's all those ones grounded on the TerraMax uh, that, that airlines already own. So, um, I mean, they're, you they're, so I, I wouldn't. If you put a gun to my head, actually, I'd probably go with GE, but that's just more so because Boeing, right now, his. Um, they haven't really shown me that they really seem that concerned about fixing the problems with their airplanes cracking breaking, engines falling out I mean well I don't like the that point. was the big thing they had is they just created so much cash flow that they had a dividend but I mean at the first first sign of trouble when they when their planes were grounded that's the the first thing they cut was their their dividend so I, I don't think uh, I think I would take either of those but if we're going solely on the on the the names that you're reading in the buzz fund i guess i would have to go with GE.
1: all right well, enough of a conversation that was probably had in 19 <laughs> no. uh
0: yeah the only ones listen uh are yeah our moms at this point
1: um we got plug power good ev play we've got ford zoom i like that the verb we talked about People zoom and call pfizer i like um roku you actually brought up roku before and maybe i'm turning a little bit of how it's essentially in every single computer or every single um tv that's being bought my only thing though back to you is you know you were talking about how you just bought a new tv before you know we were talking recently offline and you bought a new tv and every tv had roku in it but how often are people buying new tvs you know what i'm saying well i mean just uh
0: yeah just go back, what I was saying is the TV that we replaced was something, it, it's gotta be close to, to 10 years old. So I don't know if you're replacing TVs that often, but let's just fast forward. If I just bought a new television and the Roku hardware was integrated into it, then if this TV lasts 10 years, well, let's just give a more narrow view and say, even if it's only five years, aren't, aren't I tied into the Roku ecosystem for the next five years? I, I mean, I don't, I guess I could put uh, an Amazon Fire Stick in it or uh, whatever Google's play is, but the fact that the hardware is already integrated into the television I have now, the Roku remote is there branded. I, I feel that that's a good way to, the same way that uh, Apple people or, or uh, people that are into Android are kind of just indoctrinated into that ecosystem, right? I mean. So I, I think it, it solves two, two problems. One my guess is those manufacturers of uh, televisions are probably subsidizing some of the most expensive costs with the hardware and secondly, um, when you buy a television regardless if it's a Samsung or, or a Sony, if, if the Roku hardware is already in there, then you're also in that in, in the Roku ecosystem as well and where they're really making their money is going to be from from advertisements. It's very subtle, as I was telling you, right? When you turn on your Roku device, you have all your apps there, but off to the side, there's a little ad for some some television show or some product. And then they have their own little app store where you can uh, download a subscription to something. I mean, everything. Roku Roku trading
1: at $114 in April last year. It's now now. $347. So this also,
0: I can't take credit for this. I can't remember what analyst that I heard, uh, say this, um, actually was, um, ever heard of Beth, Beth she's a, she's a great analyst, but she was talking about, um, FUBU or FUBO, the, the sports, the one that's going to be online sports. She was mm-hmm. saying, this is a good possibility that long-term that sports betting is just going to be integrated right into your television set on your device. Right. Whether you're using Mm -hmm. DraftKings, whether you're using Fubo or Magnite or whatever, you just click on your ESPN app or whatever, and you want to watch the uh, Sweet Sixteen game. It's going to be right there, integrated. You know, are you picking Duke?
1: And then you could probably Uh even make a bet, and it just comes off of your account right then and there. That's pretty cool. Yes, I'm
0: saying so. The Roku device, whether you use, it's the same way with your your uh your amazon your fire stick right you already have your credit card payment billing information integrated into your amazon just the same way that uh, with uh Robert that could be I a little
1: to... dicey you have a few drinks <laughs> but the <laughs> point
0: yes the point is the payment system is i i think i have it set up with my paypal account but either way i'd have to put in a credit card or some form of payment incomes uh draft kings whatever it is and yeah it's going to be integrated right there this is this is just one of those ones that makes too much sense. I don't see how it does not happen that you're just going to be making your sports bets directly
1: from your television set. And by the way, this is part uh, one of going through the buzz holdings. Okay. Um, we got Walmart in there. I like Walmart. Still a fan. It's weird though. I mean, look at this. We're talking, because the, the, you know for, for this to be like this cutting edge media, social media, You know, we're talking Walmart, GE, Boeing, Let's, let me let me keep moving on here. We got Moderna, and then we've got Johnson & Johnson. And you're doubling up. You got Pfizer. That's three right there. I mean, that makes sense why those would be in there. If these change every month, those three are, you know, the, vac- the vaccinations, um, the vaccines are in there. Okay, here's a weird, and, and I'm going by these, and I'm starting from the top of the percent of the um, asset allocations. So these are at the top of it. Um, we've got... Uh, Sorry where I left off here. Um, Here's one. Carnival. I guess the play with Carnival is that if things start opening up, I wonder what Carnival. Let's see. What's the symbol of Carnival? Do you know? know. C.C.L. Did you
0: hear? I think it was, I don't know, Royal Caribbean or Norwegian, but one of those, and maybe it was Carnival, but my guess is all three are going to do this, but they're starting to cruise again, right? In in certain areas, but they're requiring a vaccine before, if, if you want to go on a cruise.
1: Well, this is what's crazy. March, of, it's not really that far off. March, I mean, we'll look at United probably. March 2020. All right, I, I stand corrected. March of 2020, $8.49 a share now trading at $28.96.
0: Yeah, so if you want to look though, that, if that's the carnival chart, yeah. I think you got to back it out um, more than a year. What was it pre-pandemic? I'm guessing it must have been in the 20s or 30s, right? It's got to be one. How much? Well, in 2018,
1: 71 a share.
0: Yeah, so 71 to What's even around, right now. Bro? It's cruising for me is a is a tough one. I mean, I'm you and I fair, have man. been on a cruise together. Cruises are a good time, but I can't say that I'm in any rush, vaccine or not, to to jump on a cruise ship i mean those are known as petri dishes even before this i mean just
1: beforehand and i think there's just a one demographic that does it i already own disney so technically i do have some um you know exposure to cruise lines that's enough for me just the disney cruise alone
0: so what are your thoughts if you want to play the travel space whether it's cruise lines whether it's hotels whether it's staycations or whether I'm it's air go,
1: travel, what about myself? Because I told you I didn't like the stock to begin with. Would you put Airbnb in there? Yeah. So this is where I, w- I
0: this is where I was going. Um, so if you want to talk uh, any sort of travel, whether it's hotel, air travel, um, or cruise, something like an Airbnb, or the other one that I really like is um, is uh, Booking, Booking, uh, Booking Holdings. I feel that. Those type of um, the online travel agents, they're getting they're getting the business in some form or another, right? I mean, Airbnb Airbnb is its own separate piece because you book through them. But if you're if you want to take a cruise, or if you want to stay in a hotel in a different city, and you're going to take an airfare or a flight, and you want to rent a car, right? A lot of times you go through Expedia, you go through Booking or whatever. Booking's the one I like in that. I feel it's a way to play the the entire travel space, right? Well, here's I like
1: Airbnb, even though I'm contradicting what I said a couple of weeks ago was that I think if, and this could happen another strain of a new buyer. I mean, this could be a common thing where we're going into uh, people um, are going to be quarantining. You know, it could be a thing that happens every four or five years. I mean, who knows? But I think the next time, I think if the, the Airbnb play covers both things, Once everything's open, people want to get out. People want to do Airbnb. I think if another pandemic hit, which hopefully it doesn't, but if it did, I think that people are going to change and go. You know what? I'm going to hole up at Arizona with a pool. I get to work from home anyway for three weeks, and I'm not going to sit at home for 14 days or a month, whatever it has to take. So I kind of like that. You know, like if you're doing United or you know united even booking any of those places if another pandemic comes which who knows it could be every 5 years this happens those sites are all going to get hit hard i think airbnb is going to still be strong it might not be it might be the volume might be down a little bit but i think there's still going to be people using it if i had to pick one i'm going airbnb like for me i bought united at 60 then at 24 it's coming back i'm hoping it goes back to its 52 week high of 90 but again, if another pandemic comes or a shutdown, whatever, it's just going to go back down to twenty-five or whatever. I think Airbnb sticks, so I like that. One.
0: I, I I agree. I, I I'm an owner in in Airbnb. I like it long term. I like it a lot better than an airline. I mean, I know we made this joke before, but I mean, the best way to become a millionaire is start off as a billionaire, and buy an airline. I mean, <laughs> yeah. through through the history of time, airlines have only been one catastrophe away from from bankruptcy and i can't remember the stat i heard but it was something like i don't know in the last 10 years or something 60 different airlines have filed bankruptcy i mean it's a hard business model i mean again even what if you take us out are? a, yeah, a pandemic you know? i mean just the fuel is the most expensive cost and if fuel goes up it goes down but over time it keeps going up and people uh are finding different ways to uh, travel, staycations. I mean, Zoom, we've talked about the verb Zoom. That's I think is a big interruption for airlines. I mean, their number one travel segment for airlines is not you and I sitting in in, in coach flying to some resort. It's that business traveler and first class. The reason that we can get our, cha- our, our seats so inexpensively is because there's some business traveler that is really footing the, the bill. And I really seriously wonder what air travel looks like for the business traveler, and then going forward. I mean, if you're a company and you know you can pick up a fifteen dollars subscription a month for every employee, and they can do all their meetings on Zoom, or you can keep spending a thousand dollars on a first class ticket to, to get the, your your person to the sales meeting. I just I don't know. I think it's simple dollars and cents. So,
1: well, that's that's where, that's where I that's had. To right. I've never wanted to own an airline ever. But, you know, when it was at $25 a share, I'm definitely in the short time with that because of all those points you just made for sure. Um, I'm definitely not a fan of Carnival. I kind of like JJ. I always liked it. We've got American Airlines in there. Snap is in there. That goes back to you've got all three of the social media ones. Microsoft is in there. PayPal's in here. All right. So I'm putting you on the spot here. If you had PayPal, Isn't it crazy that PayPal, if you look at eBay or PayPal, like how eBay like spun off PayPal, how that just looks so bad right now, why the spinoffs just, you don't, that's probably the biggest spinoff we've had in the last 10 years.
0: Yeah, we talked about that one once. So if you're an eBay owner over the last, I don't know, three years or so, it's probably been in line with the market or maybe under, but if you kept the the shares of PayPal that you got in the spinoff, you're doing really well. I'm a, I'm a shareholder of PayPal. That's a long-term, long-term uh, hold for me. And I continue adding to it. That's where that's you were sure. a fired, right? He didn't fired. I think he was one of the PayPal mafia. So there was a bunch of guys that started PayPal. I mean, him, Peter Thiel, a couple other guys. But I think that's actually where he made his initial billions was from PayPal. And then it's often talked about that he started Tesla. He didn't start Tesla. But he was an early, I think, investor in Tesla because of his uh, his money from PayPal. And then, of course, he started his uh, his space company. Was it? I can't think of what it's called, SpaceX or whatever. But then he just became the CEO because he was so heavily invested. But I think his fortune did initially come from PayPal.
1: That uh, I, don't I don't know this stock, uh, Fastly.
0: Oh yeah, it's a uh, edge edge computing. So the uh, Simplest way to explain this, right, if you're trying to get uh, data from point A to point B and you have uh, a server directly in the middle, and it's got to go from point A to that server and then to the other one, it's going to be take a little bit of time. But if you can get servers right on the edge on each end, right, you get your servers closer and closer to where the data is coming from and to where the data is going, it should definitely make the travel of information Quicker. That's what Fastly does. Edge computing, getting those those servers right on the edge.
1: Let's so, bring up these uh, companies that we're talking about, and all of them are indicated as overvalued. It's probably because they've been looked at and bought to death. We so this
0: is again. I cannot take credit for this, but this is also one of my my new tenants in it, investing. And um, in David Gardner of the Motley Fool. His big point is. I love stocks that are overvalued. When it's overvalued, it's a buying signal for me. I mean, it doesn't look at it true. It's just like uh, some of my best picks uh, from from Amazon to Netflix to everything in between have all always been overvalued, overbought. They've never fit into any single metric. But when we talk about those things that have become a, a verb or become synonymous with with our daily living, or the uh, you know, can you do without a test? Some of the most overvalued companies always fall into that. So it's something that I'm really looking into uh, and not getting scared away because it's overvalued or because it doesn't fit into any metric. It's just, do I use this? Do my friends use this? Family use it? Is it going to be something that will eventually become a verb?
1: Yeah, and I I don't ever not buy something because of it's overvalued, but I've never looked at it from that point. I like that. It's a good point.
0: It, it, and this ties in again with one of our basic overall themes and, and tenets of, of the show and what investing is that with the advent of uh, fractional shares becoming uh, becoming ubiquitous and there's no reason why if you you want to start in a position in something, right? you can just put a dollar amount in. You don't have to buy the whole share. You can put in a $1, dollar, $100, whatever it is. And uh, the same way you dollar cost average into a retirement fund, or long-term retirement. we do these with these positions
1: too. We can actually kind of pick up where these stocks are in part two of looking at this. But if I'm gonna stop right here, it's been kind of cool just going through some of these stocks. I didn't realize how you've got some like old time stocks in here. But anyway, we left off at probably talking about, um, we'll say Fastly on this part, of the ones we talked about. Fastly, PayPal, Microsoft, Snap, American Airlines and J Carnival, Moderna, Roku Pfizer if you had to pick three of them, I still like Disney out of the bunch. I still like Draftkings even though you can't even look at any of their earnings and report any of it and they're a high and then I like um, I kind of actually like uh, the 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 plug power in here.
0: yeah we talked about a plug i mean they're nowhere close to to profitable at this point i think uh by their own estimates it's something like 2024 but when you look at what um the car market's going to be i mean it's not a matter of if it's just a win when the cars will most major manufacturer fleets will be electric Um, plug is set to benefit from that as is they're part of the infrastructure that's going to be building
1: a um, let's see what plug is uh trading at 30. Hey, overvalued i like it
0: right so let's do it this way um we can wrap up on 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 this point yeah i'm a big fan of of uh, a diversified portfolio so if we look at a lot of these companies a lot of them fall into the same broad um sectors but we could break mm-hmm. down sectors into things like uh communications discretionary spend consumer staples healthcare financial industrial technology and then utilities but a lot of times utilities are considered uh, energy uh, electricity gas so we can just switch uh, utilities to like clean energy that's like 10 10 ten sectors right there that's pretty pretty diversified so can stop here
1: and I probably don't like is Actually, it's a good point because there's even Exxon in here. I'm already cheating and looking ahead. Mm-hmm. So you can hit Exxon, Ford, power, Plug power, which is all EV plus Tesla. Then you have the um, AMD, NVIDIA, semiconductors. Then you've got the Walt Disney, Amazon in there, Walmart. And then we've got all the uh, um, pharmaceutical names in there. And they're all evenly, essentially assets allocated are the same. The interesting thing to be, watch this is what happens next month? Is it just one or two are taken out? 75 different ones?
0: My Um, guess would be these are probably, the top holdings are probably going to be staples, right? And a lot of, the thing that's interesting about this fund and about most ETFs too, when you look at it, when you look at these top 10 or 20 holdings, it's really not that far off if you were to just look at a broader index like the, uh, the S&P 500 or even um, something like a, a, a total world stock holding or, or Russell that tracks. So it's interesting that I found over time, right, when you just look at ETFs, a lot of them, their top holdings are going to be your staples, right? Disney, Apple, Microsoft, Google. Uh, Johnson & Johnson for healthcare, financial, a lot of times it's the big banks. So we can start using this as a gauge to make a, a well-rounded portfolio where you could look to just hold a, a broad index uh, fund. Or if you're so inclined, again, with uh, with fractional shares with no com- commissions, you can start looking to build a portfolio of, of staples like this. This is
1: already a problem I'm seeing, though, with this. Mm-hmm. Boeing, large cap, Apple, large cap, Disney, large cap, Amazon, large cap, AMD, large cap, DraftKings. I don't know, but it's probably up there with the volume. Well, forget DraftKings, Tesla, large cap, NVIDIA, large, Twitter, large, Facebook, large, GE, large. These are all, it's like, I'm wondering that if you, you know, we always talk about, hey, if you can't beat the S&P 500, nothing wrong with that. Just put your money in a mutual fund, and move on. If you took your Russell not the Russell 2000, if you just took your large cap fund, isn't this just so far, just mirroring the large cap? Pfizer. Well, well not only that,
0: but not only that, but I would argue that if you took uh, an S&P 500 uh, fund, uh, the Vanguard one I know has a very low expense ratio. at something like 0.03%. I did look at this. I pulled it up in the buzz fund has an expense ratio of 0.75%. So to your point, if the top holdings in this, uh, and even if it is only 75 stocks, if the top 10 or, or 20 are going to make up the majority of the bulk of the fund, you're paying a 0.75% mm-hmm. fees. So what is that? So for just round numbers for every $10,000, 0.75, is that something like $75? And then if you put 10,000 into the, uh, to the, the Vanguard S&P. At 0.3, it's something like $3, right? So if you're getting close to the same return based on the holdings, then again, yes, it's probably better off. Where I think it gets interesting, right, is if you start picking and choosing from those top 10 or 20 holdings, right, you can make a well-rounded portfolio. Even if it mm-hmm. is only large caps, there's still different levels there, right? I mean, you could have everything over-
1: What it is, okay. of- to exactly you know, just at a first glance. And I kind of like dissecting this and we should maybe take this up on the next time we talk that, you know, there's a lot of large in there so far. So,
0: I mean, yeah. So just the last point we'll make on this, but this is good. Just based out of uh, some of the holdings you read, if you just wanted to pick industrials, right? We already have uh, a couple industrials you could pick from, right? You could pick the airline, was it United was in there? You could pick Boeing, the plane maker. You could do GE. So that's a way that even from those holdings, you could probably narrow it down to just one company that kind of in some way or another is in, is in the same sector. So, yeah, I say we pick that up with the next one. We can start looking to your point, too. You're a big fan of uh, Disney. I mean, it's in a lot of different places, but it's considered a communications company first and foremost, especially yeah, now. Nice, with- right?
1: I uh, owned Microsoft years ago and I don't own it anymore, but I guarantee you, I have such, I have so many large cap holdings. They're probably in every single large cap. Yeah. I, mean, I, I probably have a lot more of an exposure to them than I'm aware of. Um, now yeah. you're probably not going to see that, you know, but I'm sure the same thing applies with Twitter, Facebook, unfortunately, GE, but. Anyway, well, this is uh, where,
0: this is where something like Fastly, right? It's a technology company. It's cloud computing, but I mean, I guarantee you in some way or another, whether you're using an Apple product, a Microsoft product, or uh, you're streaming on Disney or Roku or whatever, um, edge computing and cloud computing are gonna come into play. So there's there's room for that in a well-diversified portfolio too. So, we, I mean, yeah, we can go on and on about this or we can wrap it up here and, and really uh, pick mm-hmm. this up next one.
1: This is a good time to wrap it up. I gotta go out and run before the snow. Another, I have supposed to get six to 10 inches. I was thinking, wasn't it only a 40% chance of that snow? I'm, I'm hoping that. are saying. I got notifications.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like your, this is your portfolio, right? All you need is 40% of your stocks to be winner. And it doesn't matter if the others yeah, are dug. So let's just hope the snow is the same way. In this case, the reverse though. This Six is times out of all. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. All right. Take care.